Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. And today's topic is Donald Pee Wee Gaskins, who was a serial killer. He killed a bunch of folks. We're going to talk about him and his dastardly deeds. Uh, But before we do, I'd like to introduce my uh, colleague here today, the very reliable, I must say, dependable, um, honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm good, Timmy. I'm good. Well, you know, I ain't good, but I ain't like the other other people on this uh, panel that has some misfire hang now, gallbladder, whatnot. I, I'm I'm here, Timmy. Well, I'm I'm the Lou Gehrig of the podcast. You kind of are. You you're, you're Mr. Dependable. You're mm-hmm. the Iron Horse. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you're 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 you're, I see you're. Participate in risky behavior now, chewing on those mints. It is risky behavior. I got a little cut on my tongue last time. I know. So uh, be careful there, Colonel, uh, because we wouldn't want you to, you know, be uh, off the podcast for weeks at a time, like uh, you know who. You know, the only good thing I can think of this, Timmy, is there going to be less devil when they. Now, think about it. Your gallbladder, what's it do? It produces bile, right, Right. Timmy? Right. And the girl just spouts bile all the time. I mean, she had way too much bile in her. So you think this might be an improvement? Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, Brandy had, uh, uh, you know, she was incarcerated and uh, yeah. she was extradited to Salem. Yeah. To face, you know, she's been, mm-hmm. she's has a warrant out in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. She's had a warrant there since 1692. Yeah. So they finally got her. So they, they extradited her to uh, Salem, Massachusetts to stand trial for witchcraft. But in the meantime, uh, she ended up in the infirmary, uh, she says, because she had her gallbladder taken out. But, you know, it, I think there was some sort of exorcism or something. I believe there was a, they had to take a stake out of her heart to me, because even that didn't kill the girl. Something along those lines. But, yeah. but we, do, you know, we, 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 we do hope that she uh, starts feeling better soon and she'll be back on our podcast and quick slacking because I think all she's doing now is eating pain pills and giggling She's a lot. eating pain pills and playing on the PlayStation. I, she is. You know, like one night, I it must have been like midnight or something, I get this text from her. It says, how are you? How are you doing, Timmy? She <laughs> called me up on the phone, Timmy. And said, she's on. She is stoned. I just didn't even kind respond. Of, she, I said, what are you, you, what are you doing? She said, oh, they gave me Dilaudid or some kind of drug. And I feel so good right now. 
<laughs> and I said, well, that's that's good, but it's, you know, one thirty in the morning and I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and some so of us have to work. Some of us have to work. And, and, and I do not like being visited by the devil in the middle of the night. Yeah. So. Well, of course, you know, her whole, um, the, uh, I think they're calling themselves the Cackling Hen Cult. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is the cackling hen cult. Yeah, Mary Gray and uh, 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 Stephanie Q and Brittany Nicole, all of them are concerned about Brandy's. Kim, Kim uh, Taylor, what's is yeah, it? Kim Taylor? Kim Taylor, yeah, yeah from Kentucky. Thank you all for your concern. Brandy sends her best. She's doing just fine, and she'll be returning. But soon. even Brandy's best is not that good. No, no. I mean, she it's, sends the best, but yeah. it's just subpar. Right? Oh, yeah, always subpar. Is, yeah. yeah. I'd like to give a shout-out, as I said, to Brittany, Nicole, Stephanie Q, to Charlie, who has her own podcast. Uh, it's short for Charlene. And uh, the podcast is called Unblocked. Uh, I listened to it last week. It's really good. Uh, she did a podcast on the whole uh, Steve Avery trial. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Making of a Murder. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So if you get a chance. Unblocked. I'm unblocked. Have to look at that. Yeah, it's really good. I want to say, give a shout-out to Mary Ray and Celine. And Trisha, we got a couple emails, uh, one from Eric D., who sent us one today. Just found our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. He plans to um, binge listen to us all weekend. So uh, that that certainly would be a productive weekend. And, Colonel, do you have any shout-outs? Um, Jim, Jim Barron. Um, he's, a, he's a Facebook friend of mine now, Timmy. He's been watching us, or not watching us, but listening to us. He works... Uh, some shift work, and he likes to listen to us, and I got a very nice message from him. Um, oh, yeah. He sent me a request, too. He's a, He seemed like a nice guy. And I got, uh, of course, uh, Lady Beverly. Um, Always. Is Always. Leading her interesting life out there. I think she hangs out with Adele and does stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Running. Her and Adele pretty tight. Um, yeah. Her, is Nick she Jagger. Yeah, she'd probably be going to David Bowie's funeral this yeah, weekend. Yeah, probably. But, so may he rest in peace. Um, yeah, and... Um, of course, um, Peg Leg Dottie Scott. <laughs> yeah, she's getting along better now. She's getting along better. She's still limping. She's still doing her uh, uh, Chester from uh, uh, Gunsmoke. She's mm-hmm. still doing that imitation, but she's getting along much better. So, Mom, continue to get better. And also, shout out to Canute. We haven't heard from Canute for a while. So, Canute, we, I think, heard from him over the holidays. Check in with us, Canute. Yeah. Let us know that you and Storm are okay now. You know, we always get one listener from Dominica, and I'm always curious who that person is. So, if you're listen, listening from Dominica, you're the only one listening from Dominica. Um, drop Tell us, your friends. Tell yeah, your family. Well, or, or send us an email and tell us, uh, tell us about yourself. Because, like the Colonel said last time, I, I do like to. Kind of know, you know, I like to learn about people and where they're from and how their life is. So send us a message on email. We'd love to hear from you and we'd give you a shout out. We got some nice comments, uh, Colonel, recently on iTunes. So people are, more people are leaving comments and reviews. So we really appreciate that. Most of them have been positive. Um, some, we've had a couple of negative ones, but that's okay. I mean, think some people, um, you know, most of our listeners are really cool and they get the show. But there's some who have some higher expectations. We're be like NPR when yeah, they turn yeah. in. We're not NPR. We, we got a hundred dollar microphone. We got a hundred dollar microphone. We, we don't do yeah. original research. We <laughs> don't go interview people. We, you know, we will search on the web, and you know, we'll spin. Uh, you know, we'll spin each on each story. We'll spend four or five hours research. But you know, this is not. I NPR. don't spend any time well, researching. I know you I, don't. I, I, I give do. you the paper you give me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so for those of you who are expecting. 
producing a high-quality show. We're not that, but we know that uh, the, our, most of our listeners, or our dedicated listeners, they don't expect that from us. They just want to listen and be entertained, so we appreciate you tuning in. And it's like, it's kind of like when you go to the Creamy Whip, Timmy. Mm-hmm. You go to the Creamy Whip and you get your, uh, your cone and your sprinkles on it. Ain't nobody expecting no creme brulee from that creamy one. Correct. You know, what you're getting is you're getting a, a, a nice ice cream cone with some sprinkles on it. And yeah, give you what it's you fattening, expect. and it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not good, good for, for you. you. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But we're glad to those of you who are listening, We're glad, you know, the, what, those of you who kind of get our humor. And then, you know, we get the... Uh, we get the comments. You guys are not funny at all, which we understand. We're not everyone's uh, cup of tea, so... Uh, well, it, it takes a certain certain level of uh, yeah. It takes a certain level of intelligence to understand the humor, yeah. and the people that don't think we're funny, you just ain't that damn smart. Yeah, um, that's you it. probably that's want it. to go back to uh, what well, you, you know. You can just kiss my ass. I don't care. <laughs> you just ain't that smart. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're ugly. Your mama okay. big. She uh, nobody like your mama. Yeah, <laughs> nobody like your mama. We we appreciate everyone listening. If you don't get our humor, you probably don't listen very long anyway. But you know, we under, we respect that. Okay, so um, let's move on, Colonel. Let's talk about Donald Gaskins, and uh, I'm going to pretty much Pee Wee Pee Wee. Yes, Donald Pee Wee Gaskins. We're back to serial killers, and you know our audience. They, they like serial killers, you yeah. know. You yeah. some sick people out yeah, there. Yeah, some sick bastards. But, but we'll throw you what you want. Yeah, we'll give you what you want. And what we're going to talk about, so we're going to talk. Can I just interrupt sure. for one second? Absolutely. Because I feel like there's, you remember when Jerry Falwell came around with the moral majority and all that? Yeah. And everybody knew there wasn't the majority. Right. Everybody knew there wasn't a majority. I, I was part of the immoral minority. Yeah. <laughs> You're an immoral majority. Um, it, we got this whole team cackling hen, team brandy thing going yeah, on. The cackling hen, and call. I just want want all the people to uh, who are who are on team Colonel, yeah, uh, to know it's okay that you don't have to jump. You don't have to jump up and down holding signs and whatnot. Oh, uh, they're the you silent know. majority. Is they're the silent saying. majority. Yeah, the okay. Yeah. They're, so they're like Nixon's silent majority, the ones that don't speak up on your behalf, but they're out there. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and it's it's they're out there by I, the millions. I, do you know I had a, a you know what can say? Do you know what, who called me who this morning you? before work? Who? Gallup. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Mr. Gallup himself? Not Mr. Gallup. I got called from the Gallup polls ah. about presidential oh, elections. Did. Oh, really? I did. You're I the only one I've morning. known that ever been yeah. ever been polled. I called on my on my on my landline at home, and it showed up on the TV that it was Gallup. And I was like, I, I want to see what they asked me, and I figured out why Donald Trump has so many votes. Right. Why is he's leading in the polls so much? Why is that? Because I told him I was voting for Trump. No. Oh. Okay. I was like, just whoever the craziest thing it was like, if you're voting for this person or that person. So how do they do it? Do you talk to a real person or is it automated? Um, the one I had was automated. Okay. Um, and they uh, asked, and, and um, they're, you know, I, I don't know who I'm voting for. Right. But I just thought this would be interesting if Trump's lead grows bigger because of you, uh, because of me. So, so you're, you're kind just, of uh, you're kind of thrown off the whole system. Well, I know you you have, problems. but I just wonder how many people do that. 
You well, probably a lot. I imagine if you just play with the numbers. So they have some monkey answer the phone. And <laughs> yeah, but of course you. Of course, I know you have had your run-ins with Ted Cruz. Well, you know what though, me and Ted have kind of buried the hatchet a little bit. Okay. Um, Do you have a bromance going with Ted now? Uh, we don't have a bromance. He's still a uh, kind of a kind of a dick. A dick. Uh, he, you know, he's the kind of kid that you know he got picked on in school. Yeah. And then I see him, you know. Our friend Casey. Um, Casey likes, um, Casey Scott, he likes, uh, he's a big fan of, uh, tr- or uh, not Trump, uh, Grandpa. Cruz. Or Cruz, yeah. yeah. Well, Casey, and, and you know, you ain't got to have good sense to be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Casey ain't Casey's a sense. bright guy. Um, Casey the devil's sister. You know how she hit yeah, him in the head the, a bunch of well, times. I know, but he's the, he's the yin to her yang, so he has to be good. But uh, yeah, but Ted. Uh, Ted reminds me of the kid that gets picked on in high school. And so, when he was because there was one time when you know when the colonel was running, he was we we caught him with the. They had stuff laid out, and he was stealing it. Was that food? Food. food. He was yeah, stealing he, stuff, well, taking it back to his to his trailer, and well, I was like, "Come it, on, that was a buffet." Yeah, I don't know. That's I, and it just. I finally got tired of picking on him. I finally got it was he just made it too easy. Well, yeah, well, he's doing well now, so we'll see what happens. But the, thank you for throwing off the whole pulse because you know it, people are gambling on on uh, the results of those polls that you're that you're rigging. So I just find it interesting, and I like I like politics because I like to follow it, um, and I like to see the strategies that people use, and you know. Whether it works or whether it doesn't, and, uh, <clears throat> this is this is kind of a Trump has in, inf- infused some definite entertainment into the whole thing because yeah, it's a wild, it's wild. It's, it's been, uh, I watched the I watched part of the debates last night, the first debates of 2016, and I was. Uh, I fell asleep on him, but uh, I, caught, I think I caught the highlights of him. So, well, was, he was supposed to be dead and out by now. I mean, and it yeah, it's incredible. I've going. never seen an election like this. So, no, so it's, it's going to be, be interesting. It's going to be fun when the actual voting starts. So, but anyway, let's get on. Move on to Pee Wee. Pee Wee Donald Pee Wee Gaskins. Uh, Donald Gaskins was born on March thirteenth, nineteen thirty-three, in Florence County, South Carolina. Now. Being that he was born on March 13th, I just have to point out, he was mom was probably pregnant during the holidays. Yeah, she definitely was. She was six months pregnant during the holidays. Um, his mother, you're going to be upset with this, Colonel, but his mother was not married when she became pregnant with Donald. So Pee Wee was a bastard. Well, we, he was illegitimate, let's say. No, he's a legitimate <laughs> child. There ain't no such thing as an illegitimate child. Well, I don't he was a bastard. You know, label, <clears throat> uh, label the poor young peewee. But anyway, he lived, uh, when growing up, he, his mom had uh, a, a host of different men live with them in the house. Many of the men treated uh, young peewee uh, with disdain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes beating him for just being around. Well, he was a bastard, Timmy. Well, I know that uh, you, you know, this is, uh, you're familiar with getting beat for just being around. And you, I know, you know, it's, you know the feeling. As, as a great man once said, it's uh, born down in a dead man's town. Mm-hmm. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground, Timmy. That would have been Bruce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pee Wee probably ended up like a dog that been beat too much. 
<laughs> and he just spent half his life just a covering up. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, his mother did little to protect him from her lovers. She sounds like a whore to me. <laughs> yeah, she's now mother of the year. And he was left really alone to raise himself. His mother did marry, finally, um, but it wasn't a good thing for young Pee Wee because his stepfather beat him and, <laughs> and his four half-siblings. He had half-siblings. They beat him. He beat them all regularly. So I don't know if they had like a schedule, but it says beat him regularly. So. If any of our listeners are whores out there with, with mean mean husbands who's beating your children. Yeah, kick them the hell you're out. You're raising a serial killer, for Christ's sake. You're, you're going to really be on, yeah, you're on gonna the be Colonel's a, Grandchildren's podcast. Yeah, you're going to be on History Week podcast at some yeah. point if you're allowing uh, your uh, significant other to be... Choose your partners carefully. That's yeah. what saying. Don't, okay. don't pick up kids that are going to... Or men that are going to beat your li- I don't think our listeners would do that, but there's people... No, there, there are people, and our listeners mm-hmm. are above reproach, really. Uh, absolutely. Well, we got Scotty. Scott's an honorable man. He's got his, you know. He, oh no, I wouldn't ever think that Scott would do anything dishonorable. But he's not above reproach. <laughs> well, he's had some scandals with his, you know. He's uh, he's wanted in parts of the South. He's not, he's not very popular in the South. Scotty, like the Confederates, a, are kind of after him. He likes to have himself a nip or two. Yeah, well, and, don't we yeah, all? Just a wee nip, and uh, yeah. don't we all? But uh, Scott's got a new podcast. Check it out. It's called uh, Scotty. Jay's history podcast. It's pretty good. Uh, anyway, in school, Gaskins was teased and given the name Pee Wee and also Junior Parrot. Junior Parrot? <laughs> Which that one wasn't even easy to say. That's the dumbest nickname. Which one would you rather be called, though? Because you know, when you're once they start <coughs> and they put that Pee Wee moniker moniker yeah. on you, you're not getting that laid. That don't go away. You're not going to get laid again when you're used to people no, no, start no, referring no, no. to you as Pee Wee. Yeah. Uh, now, if they want to go with donkey dick, I yeah. mean, that's okay. That's acceptable. It. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. And but I would choose Junior Parrot over Pee-wee. Yeah. Sounds like a club that you'll be in. in like a in Junior I, Parrot? Yeah. yeah. I'm in the Junior Parrot society. You have the Senior Parrots and you yeah. have the Junior Parrots. He was a Junior Parrot. But anyway, it was a result of his small body frame. Um, and he fought with kids Every day, boys in his neighborhood would pull out their penises and chase him, chase him around with it. <laughs> hey, you know what the hell goes to my son? We we was talking about this. I'm on the phone with the other, him the other day, mm-hmm. and he said we were talking about my son got a three days <clears throat> in school suspension one time. Okay, and, and that we, sucks. You know, if you're going to get suspended, at least let me at least school. let him send home. Yeah, and he uh, he. If you remember the kid, the basketball player, Isaiah Thomas, there mm-hmm. was a boy in uh, Taylor's class named Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah Thomas came in and uh, said something smart to Taylor in the bathroom. And Taylor punched him in the face. Okay, that's, that's fair. And when I <laughs> Taylor knew it was wrong, but did you know why Taylor punched him in the face? Why? He said because he had David Ornstein. He said we was all in the bathroom, and David Ornstein has got his pants down around his ankles, standing there, peeing all over his shirt. He said, and he came in and decided he was going to pick on me. He said he put me on the chain, food chain, below David Ornstein, who was pissing on himself. Yeah, so and he, it made me mad, so I punched him in the face. Well, yeah, so yeah, so he had to go up on that food chain, which is we'll get to in a minute. Uh, Pee Wee does similar, a similar 
uh, takes a similar approach. We'll talk about it in a bit. Uh, but anyway, he was constantly being punished by his teachers in school. Once, uh, when he peed his pants, he was made to stand in front of the class for two hours in his soiled uh, oh, pants. Oh, that ain't right. Yeah, man, that, they were cruel back in yeah. the day, man. That was even Catholic school. That was back in the 40s. So that, they, yeah. Yeah, 44. It was, they were, I mean, it was during the war. You had to be yeah. tough. You had, you had to be, be rough. Yeah. You had to be rough. So at 11 years old, no surprise, uh, Gaskins quit school and began working at a local, uh, working on cars at a local garage. I don't know what 11 year old, what kind of mechanic an 11 year old would make. I guess he could just hand you the tools. Yeah, or something. Uh, He ended up um, uh, hanging out with two other boys, Danny and Marsh. And um, they they were around the same age. And they they called themselves, they went around calling themselves the Trouble Trio. And they were trouble, too. Uh, all of them about 10 or 11 or 12 years old. They started to break in homes, picked up prostitutes. I don't know. How do you get prostitutes when you're 12 years old? Well, if you got money, prostitutes don't care. Yeah, but you have to pay them. Well, I guess they're breaking into homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even and even they would even rape little boys. I guess that's when oh. they, they didn't have any money for prostitutes. That was their fallback position, I guess. And then they would threaten the little boys so that they wouldn't go to the police. So, so they'd rape them. And this then, ugly little crew of bastards. Yeah, these three little, yeah, the trouble trio. Uh, eventually, though, they broke up after they were caught gang raping Marsh's little sister. So they all banged his little sister. That ain't much of a, you know, yeah, that it's not ain't very much good brother. Gang. It's yeah. not a very good brother either. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what would be fun? Let's go over and all diddle up my sister. Yeah. What the hell's so, wrong with and, that boy? And, well, they were 12, so I don't know how old she was. But anyway, for punishment, the parents beat the hell out of the kids until they bled. Uh, they should have beat them more than that. Yeah, they really should have. Danny and Marsh left the area shortly after, so Gaskins was again on his own. He started breaking into homes a lot on by himself as a uh, preteen, even like 12 years old. In 1946, when he was 13, he broke into a home, and a girl that he knew recognized him and interrupted him during his uh, break-in attempt, and she hit him with an axe. Oh! Yeah. Um, this he, is for all the girls you're going to rape in the future, you yeah, bastard. Yeah, it's too bad she didn't do him in then. But luckily, uh, but uh, he managed to get away from her, and he struck her in the head with, with an arm, uh, and and the axe handle before fleeing the uh, fleeing the scene and luckily she survived survived the attack but Gaskins was arrested and convicted of assault with a deadly weapon and intent to kill and he was 13 at the time during the court proceedings it was the first time in his whole life during the court proceeding that he learned his real name he always thought his name was Pee Wee or Junior Parrot. Dumb some bitch. So he first learned that he, his name was really Donald at 13, and he was sent away to reform, reform school. Uh, he was sent to the South Carolina Industrial School for Boys until he turned 18. It was not a good experience for young Pee Wee. Uh, at the reform school, Gaskins was repeatedly attacked and raped. Raped. Yeah, how you like it now, you little bastard? <laughs> Due to a small stature. Yeah. Um, uh, he was doing the laundry for the, for the older boys. Yeah, and he he really. See, and it, this well, mm-hmm. children don't listen. But if you're going around raping little boys, it's gonna come back to haunt you, and the big boy's gonna rape you eventually. So yeah, and that's what happened with Pee Wee. He he was uh, immediately uh, upon entering the institution. 
immediately attacked and gang raped by uh, 20 of his new peers. Mm. I'm not sure if you would call them peers, but that's what it says in this. So um, he got gang raped by 20 of them, and that is not a, would not be a good experience. I do not believe so. That'd be like, remember Carl Panzram? Yeah. Got raped by the hobos? The hobos, yeah. This yeah. is kind of the same thing. So he spent the rest of his time uh, in, in the institution getting protection by uh, the uh, boss boy, who was like the badass mm-hmm. in the institution, in exchange for sex or um, in exchange for sex and uh, doing favors uh, for, for boss boy. He was like, the do- boss boy bitch. Yeah, he was doing his laundry and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he decided he was going to escape the reform school. Apparently that wasn't what he, his idea of fun being, you know, gang raped and being boss boy's bitch. So he escapes and, um, but still it's karma coming back to him. Yeah. That's exactly. those little boys and girls. And Only 13 years old and karma's already slapping you across the face. So he escaped. Well, wasn't slapping him in the face. <laughs> he was driving him straight up his ass. <laughs> so he, he escapes from uh, reform school and joins a traveling carnival. So he becomes a carny at 13. Uh, and he gets married. He marries a 13-year-old while he's in the car- uh, carnival. Uh, and But he decides to go clean, and that means he had to go back to reform school to finish out his sentence, which he does. When he was released, when he was 18, he began working on a tobacco farm. That's some hard work right there. Yeah, yeah. That is some hard work. And uh, he got involved in insurance fraud. He worked with a partner in collaborating with the local tobacco farmers to burn their barns down for a fee. Now, see, now, it seems like he's doing something with his life now. He's, he's got a plan. Around, he's raping he's, little kids. No, he's, he's, like, he's going straight. I he's mean, going into legitimate crime. Yeah. It, it, the unseemly crime. Yeah. He's, going more, he, he's headed in the direction of white collar now. Yeah. Yeah. Every, and everybody. That's okay. Yeah. So... Uh, but people started noticing that uh, Gaskins was around every time there was a barn fire. So, uh, he, you know, suspicion, people got suspicious. And um, when his employer's daughter questioned him about the bonfire, he panicked and split her skull open with a hammer. Well, that's, you know. <laughs> he overreacted, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some people, when they panic, they, they can't catch their breath. Yeah, they, they stutter. Some people sweat. They stutter. He hits people in the head with hammers. Yeah, so he split her head open with a hammer. Which that he, was, that, I guess that would be what you would call a panic attack. Yeah, he, he definitely... He over, panicked and he attacked needed, her. He needed, obviously he needed some uh, Xanax or something, something during that time to control his behavior. Yeah. But anyway, he splits her head open with a hammer, for which he received five years in prison. Um, when he got to prison for, uh, he got the, for, he was sentenced to prison five years for assault with a deadly weapon attempt and attempted murder. Prison life is not much different than his time he spent in reform school. Namely, he was being the raped. Rape. Yeah, he was getting raped by the gang leaders. Uh, he needed to call no rapesies when they went into <laughs> really They have to honor that. You do. I mean, no rapesies is a sacred thing. Yeah, they have to honor It's that. like pinky swearing. Yeah, yeah. So um, after he got to prison, he realized the only way he was going to survive was to become a, an, a air, I mean, quotes here, power man. And a power man are those who people were in prison who had a reputation as being dangerous and brutal, and everyone stayed away from him. So he somehow had to get that reputation. And the only way he could think about uh, think of to get that reputation as a power man would be to 
rape somebody. <laughs> no, to take out a power man. Oh, to take out another power Yeah. Yeah. But. So he picked on a fella. There was a fella um, uh, in the prison by the name of Brazel. Hazel Brazel. Oh, yeah, I know her. <laughs> now, I don't know how badass you are going around with the name Hazel Brazel. You know what? If somebody in prison and they named Hazel, yeah. it's like a boy named Sue. Don't, just don't fuck with them. Well, because they've been messed with their whole life and they got all kinds. Of, it's like the kid, you know, Christmas time, the movie Christmas Story. Yeah, Christmas Story. Where right. the kid finally blows up and beats up the bully. Right. They're just a volcano of anger waiting when you're named Hazel. Well, apparently he let some of that out because he was already the power uh, power man. And uh, so Gaskins decides he is going to earn his res- earn the inmate's respect by taking on Hazel Brazel. <laughs> I can't even say the <laughs> name without laughing. Uh, he was the meanest man in the prison at the time. Uh, and he was able to manipulate Hazel into a relationship of trust. And ultimately he cut Hazel's throat and killed him. Well... Yeah, that's what you you do to people to trust you. Yeah. He was found guilty of manslaughter, and he got six months in solitary confinement. It seemed like a lot for... Well, he, that's a that yeah. That's I mean that's a double win for him. He ain't he ain't getting it. He ain't getting raped. He ain't and, uh, getting raped, and he gets the yeah. And when he but when he gets out of solitary uh, solitary confinement. He is now a power man. So he's a badass and people leave him alone. So from that point on, his life in prison became easier. Um, He enjoyed his new kind of social status. Um, In 1955, his wife, remember he got married to a 13-year-old. 1955, his wife filed for divorce and Gaskins really flipped out and lost it. Ended up escaping from prison. Um... And uh, went went to try to find his wife. He couldn't find her, uh, but then he ended up getting married two weeks later. <laughs> oh well, uh, he turned the page. Yeah. So he marries a young woman named Betty Gates. Uh, becomes involved with a young woman named Betty Gates. Now Betty Gates, uh, the two of them go to Tennessee to bail out Gates's brother, who's locked up in the pokey. Um, uh, so they get him out. Isn't it funny they call it the pokey? It is. You think you get, that's why they call it the pokey? Maybe because you get poked there. Uh-huh. Maybe so. So he he goes with um, he goes with Betty. He you know he pulls some strings. Uh, he commits some robberies to get some money to get her brother out of prison. Being a good new husband that he is. Um, but when he comes back, uh, he goes out for the evening. He comes back to the hotel. He's he's a bit shocked to find Betty and her brother in bed together. Well, we're talking about South Carolina, ain't we? <laughs> yeah, but it's not that because it, it wasn't actually <coughs> Betty's brother mm-hmm. that he got out of prison. It was Betty's real husband that he got out of prison. <laughs> so Betty was actually already married, and he pulled some robberies to get mm-hmm. this guy out of prison, <laughs> which is what Tony Joe should have done yeah. in the county. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I'm Tony Joe, sorry, yeah. but anyway, um, I regress. Okay. Um, the police arrived at the hotel, and uh, they arrested all of them. And so back go, so... Uh, Pee Wee goes back to prison. So it <laughs> sounds like a movie. Pee Wee goes to prison. Yeah. So Pee Wee's life is off to a pretty rough start. In 1961, in August of 1961, which was just you know a couple months after I was born. Yeah. He was released from prison and he returned to South Carolina, but he was unable to stay out of trouble. He started breaking into homes again. He avoided arrest uh, by working with a traveling minister as his driver and general assistant. Boy, that's good cover there. Yeah. You work for a minister. Um, Because they don't draw any attention. Right, exactly. Uh, This was an easy way for Gaskins to travel from town to town and uh, break into these homes. And then by the time that, uh, you know, they would start looking around, he'd be gone. He'd go to a different different town. So he had a a good, uh, good setup there. In 1962, Gaskins uh, was arrested for statutory rape. He would have been 29 at this point. He was arrested for st- the statutory rape of a 12-year-old girl, um, but he escaped North Carolina in a stolen car, so he stole a car and took off. Once he got in North Carolina, he met a 17-year-old girl. He's and, a rapey little bastard. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah it gets worse. He, gets, uh, he met a 17-year-old girl in North Carolina, and he got married again. So he's on his third marriage yeah. here. Um, she eventually turned him into the police for statutory rape. Uh, apparently, she was uh, she knew of some of his shenanigans, and he received six years in Columbia <laughs> Penitentiary. So back to prison he goes. And Pee Wee could control that Pee Wee. Yeah, he's <clears throat> Pee Wee's out of control. So in November 1968, so he gets back to prison for uh, six years. He's paroled again. How's he keep getting paroled? I don't know. He gets paroled again, and at that point he makes a vow never to return. You know, he should have made that vow yeah, back, about back 15 when he was years 12 old. years old. Exactly. Um, I think when I was, I think if somebody, if I ever got gang raped by 20 people, that would be a, I would make a, as I was. That's scared straight right there. Yeah, I would make a vow. I If I ever get out of this some bitch, I ain't never coming back. Yeah. And you know it's different for guys. I mean, I, rape is a terrible thing for man or woman. It's it's vile. But you know, women are used to disgusting creatures on top of them all the time. <laughs> you know, guys are gross. And just Let's face it, guys are gross. Of events, guys are gross. In marriage and yeah, yeah. You know, courtship or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Guys are not the most attractive people in the world. Men are men are pretty gross. Men are, yeah, there's a, Tom Hardy's a handsome man. But I like Brad Pitt. 
but for the most part, men are disgusting creatures. Uh, okay, that's a little weird. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it was after his release from prison that uh, in 1968 that Pee Wee progressed from just a thug and a rapist to a serial killer. Oh no! Yeah, he kind of you know he he was on that career path. <laughs> he, yeah, he was. He, <clears throat> you know, it was just a matter of time. Actually, it's surprising it took him that long to do it. Yeah, it really is. Of course, he tried. I mean, he would have beat the girl to yeah, death with he, the axe he, before. He, 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 yeah, he, got, he had a couple of attempted murders. Well, he killed a guy in prison just to watch him die. Just to watch him die, yeah. yeah. Throughout Gaskin's life, he described feelings that forced him into criminal activity, which he referred to these bothersome feelings. And in uh, September 1969, he was having a lot of bothersome feelings. Um, and he only found relief for these feelings when he killed someone. Oh. Uh, Gaskins picked up a, in September 1969, Gaskins picked up a female hitchhiker in North Carolina. And um, he hit on her, and she be- he, he became angry when she laughed at his uh, sexual uh, propositions. He's <laughs> like, I'm not going to fuck you. Are you nuts? <laughs> Um, he beat her until she was unconscious. Um, Gaskins then raped her, sodomized her, and then tortured her. Now see, now see, that Pee Wee, you step across in the line. Yeah. How many times have women laughed at you, Timmy? Oh, every day. <laughs> Pretty much. And the Colonel, he. Uh, you got to be able to roll with it. And people, know, as people, you know, Timmy, the Colonel kind of known as a ladies' man. But from time to time, I have been rejected, too, by the fairer sex. Well, you know, my approach to dating is it's a numbers game. You just... Yeah. You ask enough enough people, sometimes someone will say yes. See, my approach is it is a numbers game, and I have won. Yeah, you have won. If I just stick with that one, I can't lose. Yeah, you can't. You really got lucky. Stick with that one. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Renee, uh, you, you got lucky. So, um, anyway, um, this is a girl that um, is hitchhiker that Gaskins picked up, did not get lucky. He killed her, tortured her, and then he uh, went to the swamp, and he threw her body into the swamp, and he weighted her body down with bricks. Um, Hell, so, why didn't he just leave her in the swamp to alligators? Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. His process of rape, torture, and murder uh, was described by Gaskins as a vision for the uh, into these bothersome feelings that he kept talking about. Uh, which I think is total bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it became a driving force in his life to satisfy these feelings. Uh, he loved, uh, he perfected the art of torture, often keeping his victims alive for days, often Jeez, bringing, them to, bringing them to the edge of death and then only to revive them and then torture them some more. Um he would sometimes cannibalize their severed body parts. Oh, not that. No, we got a cannibal. Yeah. And either make uh, make them watch him eat them. Oh, for Christ's or, or join in the eating. So he would make them eat their You'd own body parts. You'd have to eat yourself. You eat your own body parts. Ain't that, yeah. that the song from the fine young cannibals? I don't want anybody else. Yeah. When I think about you, I eat myself. <laughs> I don't think that's it. But you remember that song, Timothy, from the 70s? About, <laughs> yeah. the, guy, about the guy in the... Uh, <clears throat> that they, it was a song about a guy that yeah. ate in the mines. Yeah. That was a kind of forced situation. But, yeah, he would make his victim... He would cut off his victim's body parts, fingers and toes, and make them eat them. Um, Gaskins preferred female victims, but that didn't stop him from doing the same thing to males when he'd come upon them. In 1973, Gaskins purchased an old hearse. 
telling people he, at his favorite bar that he needed the vehicle to haul around all the people he killed to his private cemetery. Well, hell yeah. This some bitch needed a dump truck. Well, he thought they thought he was joking around, but apparently he wasn't. Um, at the, this time, he was living in Prospect, South Carolina, with his wife and child. God, I feel sorry for the, his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus, he might have been... In, you know, he might have been a normal guy. He might have been in a rotary and a PTA. And you know, I don't get the feeling he was a normal guy. I don't either, but sometimes people, you <laughs> Yeah, know. you had that Gacy who was, you know, yeah. and he was part of the rotary and all that. But I, I'm not sure Sir Gaskins kind of fit that bill. Uh, but anyway, uh, he had a reputation for being having an explosive temper, and, but not really dangerous. People just thought he was mentally disturbed. And well, most, he was mentally disturbed. Did <laughs> some bitch raping, killing, eating, yeah, they don't sodomizing, know cannibalizing? This is people who know him. They just tried to avoid him. Be try to avoid being around him. Uh, but actually, some of them actually liked him and considered him a friend. In 1975. He found 80 boys and girls along the highways in North Carolina and killed them. So in 1975 alone, he killed 80 people. 80 people, Dottie. You got that one? 80 people. <laughs> yes. Are you happy, Mom? We're more, we got more than one death in here, Dottie. And we're not we even, we're not even done yet. And we ain't even done yet. He considered these highway murders as weekend, weekend, sorry. He considered these highway murders as weekend recreation and thought killing his personal acquaintances was serious murders. Well, so yeah, these were these are not serious murders. These are casual murders. Yeah, these are casual murders. These really don't count. Highway murders. Yeah, they yeah. don't really count. There are hitchhikers. There's people who are on the uh, you know they're on the uh, fringes of society. So they don't really count. One of his serious murders, now serious murder he considered people he knew personally, mm-hmm. but one of his serious murders included a 15-year-old niece and her friend. He lured the two girls off to an abandoned house where he beat, raped, and drowned them. Uh, See, one, I would call that a serious murder. Yeah, well, he considered that serious because he knew them. Yeah. Uh, one of the people who considered Gaskins to be a friend of his was Doreen Dempsey, a mother of a two-year-old baby girl and she was also pregnant with her second child at the time of her death. Dempsey was leaving town and decided to get a ride with the bus station with her old friend, Pee Wee Gaskins. Oh. Gaskins instead took her to a wooded area where he raped a pregnant uh Oh, Doreen. now pregnant woman, he raped a pregnant woman? Though. He raped and killed her while he made her uh, two-year-old watch. And then he raped, sodomized, and killed the two-year-old. Oh, for fuck's sake. This man... He's a sick bastard. This son bitch... Hey, what do you have, horns and a tail and cloven hooves or what? Yeah, he was a sick puppy. This is the kind of stuff to make you just lose all faith in humanity, too. Yeah. Me, yeah. This is, you know, this is the kind of stuff to make you... And the colonel, a fairly firm uh, opponent of death penalty. Yeah, this, this... But this is some bitch that just needs to... Yeah. He needs a... He need he, Well... Timmy, you know what he needs? Colonel Justice. He needs Colonel Justice. I think he had Colonel Justice early Colonel, on. Well, he did. But he would have got more Colonel Justice because you know what I would have done to him? Yeah. Timmy? What would you have done? I would have taken him to the zoo. Mm-hmm. And I would have thrown him in. I would have drugged him up with the chloroform. Then I would have got him into the chimpanzee cage. Mm-hmm. Because you know what the chimpanzees do to you, Timmy? No, what do they do? I think you do know. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. <laughs> the first thing violate they do, you in some way. The first thing they do is uh, they rip out your tongue Ugh. and break your jaw. Ugh. 
and then they go about beating you upon the head and shoulders. And then to make sure you're not a threat to them, they go for the penis and tear it off. Ooh. Yeah, so I believe that he needed the colonel's so, chimpanzee justice. Oh, my God. He would no longer have a peewee. Well, you know what? He didn't. His peewee did nothing but call, wreak havoc on the world. That's right. He he he. He, was, he didn't deserve to have a peewee. He, he, he was not peewee worthy, Timmy. You no, know, he. If he had been castrated as a baby, the world would have been a better place. If he would have been drowned as a baby, the world would have been a absolutely. Better place. Yeah, he's the one. If even if you're against death penalties, you're, you're not going to go mm-hmm. out and march for this guy. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lighting. <laughs> you're no, like okay. You ain't lighting yeah. no candles for this son bitch. Right. So anyway. So he raped and killed this woman and her baby. Then he buried them together. Um, in nine, so that same year, uh, 1975, he was uh, Susan Kipper, a friend of his. Susan Kipper paid him $1,500 to kill her ex-boyfriend, Silas Yates. Something he would have done for a dollar fifty. Yeah, he would have, but she yeah. made a deal. Um, so. She had a couple of other friends named John Powell and John Owens. They handled the communication between Gaskins and Kuiper, and they made the arrangement for this murder. Mm-hmm. And on February 12, 1975, the year the Reds won the World Series, yeah. like that, Diane Neely lured uh, her husband, or her boyfriend, I'm sorry, out of his house, claiming that she was having car trouble. When she did that, Gaskins uh, came by, kidnapped, and murdered, murdered him. While uh, Powell and Owens and uh, uh, Kuiper watched, okay? Mm-hmm. So they all three buried this guy, all right? The, de- the deed was done, right? But Diane Neely, she decides um, uh, she was, you know, she, she was the one that lured him out of the house. She's in on this. She decides that she wants to, her and her boyfriend decide they're going to blackmail Gaskins. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. They were asking for $5,000 in hush money. Now, the guy only made 1500 so he's going to lose 3500 $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, in this deal. Well, he uh, makes uh, arrangements for them to meet so he can make the payoff, but uh, he actually just kills them instead. Well, I, I don't know if they was expecting some other. Yeah, that was not a good move on their part, that's for sure. You, you know, if you hire a hitman, never blackmail him. <laughs> yeah, don't, I mean, don't. Just yeah. pay him. Just pay just him. Just give him the money. And yeah, give him a tip. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you stay on yeah. the good side. Thank you. Around the same time. Give uh, him a good review on Yelp. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Five stars. Yeah. Around the same time, uh, Gaskins uh, tortured and killed um, other people he knew. One of them was Kim Gelkins. She was 13 years old, and uh, he killed her because she rejected his sexual advances. How's he know? No, he's up near 50. How's he know <laughs> no, all these damn 13 and 12 years? He's in his 40s at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but apparently, you know, she didn't have daddy issues because she rejected him, <laughs> and, and uh, he, he killed her as well. Um. So he had a repair. He had a He had a repair shop, uh, and two idiots decide to try to rob it. Oh, there you go, Rob Peewee. Yeah, Rob Peewee. So he killed them and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and put and buried them in his local his private cemetery. Here. He did have a mm-hmm. private cemetery outside of his uh, outside of his uh, shop. His uh, his shop store. So. Um, once again, um, he caught on. He had a buddy named Water Neely, and Water Neely would help him bury bodies. Uh, Neely would never participate in the murders, but he would help him. 
So um, he would always call on him to help him uh, bury the bodies. After, see, that's a friend. That's a friend that helped you bury dead bodies. After the appearance of Kim Gelkins, that 13-year-old we were talking about, authorities started becoming suspicious of Gaskins. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started. They, they, what took people so damn long to become right. suspicious of crazy? Well, he was moving around a lot, wow. and, and and you know he was killing hitchhikers in the beginning, and he started doing these what he called these serious murders, uh, people he actually knew, and then you know he got involved with that murder for hire gig, and then someone tried to rob his uh, repair shop, and he killed them. Uh, but when he killed his thirteen-year-old Kim Gilkins, who just uh, you know she refused his sexual advances. Um, police became suspicious of him, and they got a search warrant. Uh, and in his apartment, they found uh, Gaskins, uh, Kim Gaskins, or Gelkins' clothes. Uh, and he was di- uh, indicted on um, contributing to delinquency of a minor. And that, was, <laughs> that was later changed to um, murder. Neely. That's a, now that's an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, you, it's a well, big job. Contributing to the delinquent. Well, they only no found murder. her clothes, you know, yeah. so they didn't know she was dead. Uh, but Neely, uh, who they also started, who was I said it was his friend uh, Walter Neely, um, who uh, the police also started interviewing. He cracked under pressure, and uh, he showed uh, the police Gaskins' private cemetery. In the cemetery, uh, they found the bodies of Sellers, Judy Howard, Diane Neely, Johnny Knight, Dennis Belimini, Doreen Dempsey, and her two-year-old. And some of these were the mm-hmm. people he picked up on the highway. Um, what the hell did he have to hearse for them? I, I thought he had a death mobile to get rid of all these bodies. Yeah, well, no, to take them to his uh, cemetery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so in on May 24th, 1976, a jury convicted Gaskins of the murder of Dennis Bellamy and sentenced him to death. He was later he would later confess to seven um, additional murders. Now, when he was in prison, I I, I I don't have this in my notes, but I read it, and I, I don't really know who this guy is, but I guess he's kind of famous. He shared a cell with a guy named the Angry Grandpa. Have you heard of him? No. Apparently, he's a YouTube <clears throat> sensation. Oh, really? Yeah, he's this old man that kind of uh, has a YouTube channel and just kind of... I'm going to have to look him up. I'm gonna, yeah, I meant to as well. But apparently, he has millions of followers. But... Early in his life, uh, Angry Grandpa, I guess, had a drinking problem, and he got into some problems with the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's from, I think he's from the Carolinas, South Carolina. And he shared a cell with uh, uh, Gaskins. And um, he woke up, uh, and Gaskins was trying to choke him, trying to kill him in the cell. So uh, they moved him to a different cell. He said he just, you know, just, just you know, almost, he almost became a victim of this um Pee Wee Gaskin. So I don't know anything about uh, Angry uh, Grandpa, but maybe some of our listeners know about him. But anyway, um, in 1976, in, in November 1976, the Supreme Court had ruled that the death penalty was unconstitutional. Remember, we always run that, into that problem. Yeah. We get these yeah. serial killers in the 70s. Mm-hmm. They all get off. Charlie Manson got out of the death penalty yeah. because of that when the Supreme Court ruled that uh, the death penalty was unconstitutional. Of course, it was reinstated a few years later. So, but uh, by the time it was reinstated, his um, his death the his death sentence had been changed to life seven consecutive life sentences. So he got a break there. But instead of enjoying his good fortune, 
You think he would? You, you think he would breathe uh, a sigh of relief? You know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to do. Yeah, in prison, um, he enjoyed uh, you know gra- uh, grandiose treatment from his fellow inmates because he, you know, at this point, he had he was famous, infamous, I guess. Uh, in 1978, the death penalty was restored, but again, because he had committed these murders and the was com, you know it was commuted to life in prison for these murders, he was he was okay. But that didn't stop him um, because he was hired to kill a fellow prisoner, Rudolf Tyner. Now, Rudolf Tyner, um, he was a dick too. He was on death row. Uh, because he had killed an elderly couple named Bill and Murda Moon uh, during an armed robbery mm-hmm. uh, in, in South Carolina. Uh, and um, he got the death penalty, but again, because of the, you know, the death uh, penalty being um, determined unconstitutional, um, Tyner did not have to, you know, he, wasn't, he, got, he got it commuted to life without parole. But that didn't set well with uh, the son of Bill and Murda Moon, which you can kind of understand that. Yeah. Well, so no. he hires Gaston, Gaskins to uh, kill um, to to uh, kill Tyner uh, to get to get revenge on the death of his parents. So Gaskins made several attempts to kill Tyner by lacing his food and drink with poison, uh, but they didn't work. So, well, this is like Rasputin. He's trying to kill Rasputin. Now. Yeah, but he he's kind of, he's kind of I mean he he takes a different approach anyway to accomplish his goal of killing Tyner. He rigs a portable radio, uh, and and he tells Tyner that it's a way that they can communicate between the cells. Oh yeah, but instead. He had he had it laden with C four plastic explosives. Holy shit! We got another mad bomber on our hands. <laughs> and he held um, uh, Tyner held it up to his ear, and Gaskins detonated the explosive <laughs> from his cell. And I guess that's some was, funny shit right there now. Gaskins, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I can hear you. So I guess this blew this guy's head off. Gaskins <laughs> laughed and said, uh, "The last thing that he heard, uh, Tyner, that is, the last thing that Tyner heard was me laughing." <laughs> so again, uh, Tyner um, Gaskins was uh, arrested for murder. Well, yeah, they traced the wiring back to the dumbass's cell. Yeah, he just couldn't leave good enough, good enough alone. <laughs> He was again found guilty, and again he received the death sentence. Only this time, the death sentence had been reinstated by the courts. Um, so, as he was facing the electric chair, he began to confessing to all of his murders. Uh, and um, if all of these confessions are true, he became the worst uh, serial killer in South Carolina's history. He admitted to the murder of Peggy Canento. But uh, prosecutors had already charged and sentenced a guy named William Pierce to life for that murder, so they just said, "I ah, just never, you know, forget that." Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to, you think they would reopen the case or something? Uh, over the last uh, six months of his life, he worked with an author, uh, Wilton Earl, um, to tell his life story. The Milton Earl, Il- <laughs> Wilton Earl, oh. and the book is called Final Truth. Um, it was published back in 1993. Have to look uh, that one up. Yeah, it, it sounds pretty interesting. Um, on the day of his execution, Gaskin slashed his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you're going to get the last laugh. Well, I, I guess he thought it was postponed his execution, but all they did was just stitch his arms up and took him to the electric <laughs> yeah, chair anyway. They probably didn't even numb him. No, they 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 stitched him up, dragged his ass to the uh, electric chair, and he got sodomized again because they pack your ass with cotton. Yeah, they put the cotton in there, and on September sixth, nineteen ninety one, he was electrocuted. His last words were, "I'll let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready to go." And go he did. So. Uh, it will never be known uh, for sure if Gaskin's memoirs in the book The Final Truth was based on truth or it was just him, his desire to be the most uh, prolific serial killer in U.S. history. But he's claimed to have killed over 100 people. Um, and he, sh- he did um, give evidence to authorities where many of the bodies were located, but some of the bodies they were not, uh, unable to locate even with his direction. Um, so... How many people he actually killed uh, is still up for debate, uh, but we know of at least eight, and maybe as many as uh, most believe, uh, maybe as many as a hundred, over a hundred, but most believe an accurate number is around eighty. Um, but the one fact that can't uh, be disputed is Gaskins was a psychopath from a very early age. Oh yeah, and had no uh, regard for any human life but his own. So that's it for Donnie. Pee-wee, Pee-wee Gaskins. He used to piss himself, too. He used to he piss himself. He could have been pissy, too. He pissed in the eye. He pissed himself in school. And, yeah. uh, boy, he was a sick, he was a sick one. That's, this is most, one of the most disturbing some bitches I ever read about. You know, I'm getting He was j- like Carl Pan's rant. Man, I'm getting jaded reading all these things, you know. And <laughs> You do get to a point where you think, yeah, it's dark. Just as you man. think I've seen it all. Yeah. This some bitch rapes a two-year-old oh, baby. Oh, God, and, I know. Yeah. It's sicker and sicker. Yeah. yeah, there's some a lot of sickos out there. So, so Colonel, uh, any final thoughts on Pee Wee Donald Pee Wee Gaskins? I, I gotta go take a shower, Timmy. And just talking about Pee Wee <laughs> made me feel all you know, dirty and sweaty. You know, when you talk about that, Brandy doesn't seem so evil. You know? No, she still does. <laughs> she still does. I mean, because she she's an you're, evil. You're gonna trip. you're gonna piss off the cackling hen cult out there. Well, but see, the thing is, is that the devil is an evil that transcends. Uh, what we can understand in a earthly earthly way. Yeah, um, I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping they don't do that press, pressing up there of her putting you know putting stones on her until she confess up there in uh, Salem because they do that you know they yeah. put, and if you confess then they they kill then then they burn you at the stake oh, yeah, and then burn if you, you, you don't confess they keep putting stones on you till you die and then they clear your name after yeah. you're dead so. I hope they don't do that, Brandy. Stay strong, Brandy. Nah, devil. If you if you need to confess, devil. If you walk toward the fiery flame, devil. <laughs> I mean, most people you tell them walk well, toward the light. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, you know, the devil. It, it, if she's convicted of witchcraft and they burn her at the stake, we're never going to get to see her gallbladder. And I'm hoping she'll bring her gall, gallbladder in. Did she get to keep the gallbladder? Yeah, she did. I think she did. I think she did. That'd I think be sweet. I think she's going to bring it in under the podcast. Did she do a show and tell on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, and then we'll, we'll post it on Facebook. We'll post the gallbladder on Facebook. And, I, and I'm thinking, I'm wondering, because the gallbladder, as I was saying before, produces bile. Yeah. And if she she was nothing if not a lot of bile and vile, Timmy. So you think this might improve her? She well, might be a princess when she comes back. I don't think she's going to be a princess, but maybe she'll be less, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Evil, hateful, 
disturbingly terrifying. Um, I think I think cloven hooved. What did what what is the word I'm looking for? I think, I think you've been being very descriptive now. So um, yeah, get well, Brandy. We, we look forward to seeing you. Devil, next time. even I look forward to seeing your cantankerous ass back here. Even though. Uh, you know, you just uh, because I did, I, I got her on tape when she was on the loot, some kind of painkiller. Uh-huh. She was being all nice to me and everything else. Oh, I was dude. getting scared. I was like, Oh, nervous. dude, you got it recorded. You have yeah. to bring in. We have to play it. Oh, yeah. We have to play it. She told the colonel she loved him. <laughs> she told the colonel she loved me. <laughs> she must have been, uh-huh. she must have been, uh, she must have taken a lot of Oxycontin for that to happen. Uh, okay, Colonel, where can people find us? People can find us on Facebook at History Dweebs. Um, get on there. Leave us a comment. Leave us uh, anything you think about the show. Just let us know something you'd like yeah, to hear. Yeah, we love your comments. We love, <clears throat> we love it when you guys uh, send us email. But we love your comments on Facebook so we can react to them and we can respond. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, team Devil, um, Team Cackling Hen. <laughs> Um, keep your keep 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 your comments coming, but know that they're probably being disregarded um, <laughs> because you discredit yourself when you when you associate yourself with the when, devil like when, that. When you when you associate yourself with evil, that's what happens. Well, when you, you lie down to the dark side, when, when you, you lie, it's that old saying, Tim. When you lie down with the devil, you wake up with horns. <laughs> And, uh, I never so, heard that old thing, but okay. Yeah, so uh, so who we got in that group? Kim and uh, Net, uh, uh, Brittany Nicole and Stephanie. Jenny? Stephanie. Uh, what, what the hell wrong with these people? Uh, yeah, What's Stephanie. Mary Ray is in there. Yeah. In the group. Brittany Nicole. Yeah, they're. Yeah, why we even. Why we uh, even? They're an evil force, man. They're an it, evil force. Celine. Oh, yes. You know Celine evil. Yeah. Anybody who can survive a Michigan winter evil. Yeah, you've got to be tough to do that. So uh, you can find us on iTunes. And iTunes, you can really help us out by helping people find us. If you just go on there and leave us a review. Now, if you're going to leave us a bad review, keep it to yourself. Yeah, just no. Uh, you can leave us a re- bad review. Just remember we're not NPR. No, you can leave us a bad review, but remember we don't care. <laughs> we do I mean, care you can spend review. your time typing out what you think of us, but we don't care. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing how many po- how many podcasts have we done? I think we've done 85, something 85. like that. 85. Yeah. Have we changed anything we've done because somebody said something? No. We're not going to change what we no, do. We try to do, not talk over each other. I mean, we get that a lot. So we try not to do that. And we, we have taken suggestions for topics before. So. And have you noticed with the devil not here, it's not so... Disruptive? Disruptive. Yeah. Um, I, Me and you will talk and occasionally, slightly, just a little bit, interrupt each other. But we're gentlemen, Tim. Yeah. We're we gentlemen. don't say, fuck you. And yeah, fuck well, you, you can... Uh, I'm about to punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like her. Do that again. I'm about to punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like having her here. It is like it is kind of like having her. Brandy, here. take your time. We, we just have the colonel do yeah. your voice. Team Brandy, I appreciate you all sticking up for me. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good Goodbye. day, folks. Goodbye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.